Hey everyone, I'm your host, Alex Taylor, co-founder of Parallel. Welcome to Parallel Lives, a podcast where we learn about the tireless yet vibrantly challenging role the women we admire most live in parallel to their careers and personal pursuits, becoming and being a mom. Today's guest is Mary Lawless Lee. She is the founder of the Happily Gray brand and also the mastermind behind the Clean Skin Caroline Nima, which offers products for new or expectant moms. I am personally a longtime devotee of their stretch mark cream. Amazing. Mary is also the author of the new book, Happily Gray Stories, Souvenirs, and Everyday Wonders from the Life in Between. It's so beautifully written, I can't recommend it enough. Plus, Mary is also a mom of two, and she's currently pregnant with her third. Fun little side story for you after we launched Parallel, I sent Mary our vitamins to try. She loved what we created so much that we decided to officially partner. And as someone who takes great care with the products she brings into her home, teaming up with her was a total no-brainer. Mary took our prenatals throughout her pregnancy with Indy and postpartum, and it's been so beautiful to watch her continue to grow her family. At any rate, during our chat today, we dug into her birth experience and how she worked through processing the birth she wishes she had versus the reality. This is something we don't talk about very often, and I found this to be so insightful. We also talked about her rebirth as both a woman and a mother. There's a massive identity shift there, and I love her perspective on it. And we also talked about how she takes care of herself. She's deeply wise, and I really enjoyed our conversation. I hope you do too. Mary, thank you so much for coming on the pod today. I am a huge fan, and I feel so honored to have you here. So thank you. I am so excited to be here. I feel equally the same. I'm a fan and I'm honored to be part of it. And I'm just excited to talk all things motherhood and business and the craziness. All the madness, the ups, the downs, the in-betweens. Exactly. (laughs) Amazing. Well, I always start our conversation with the same question, and I think it's a really interesting place to ground ourselves. But did you always know that you wanted to become a mom? I did. It's, it's always, I mean, even as a little girl, wow. I remember having like 10 baby dolls all lined up and yeah. my family was getting ready to go on vacation. And my dad was like, you can't take all 10 unless you can tell me all of their names. Oh. And I looked at him like, and this, I was, I was little, I was little. Yeah. I looked at him like, yeah, okay. I, I know all these kids. And I went through and I named all of them. And he just like looked at my mother like, are you kidding me? But <sighs> I, 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 yeah, I've always, uh, it's always that been instinct. A, a dream. Yeah. Wow. wow. And do you come from a big family yourself? So I have three other brothers and sisters. Okay. Got it. And so, where do you yeah. fall in the mix? I'm the baby. You're I'm the, the baby. last. Oh, yeah. I, I was it. the unexpected surprise. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. I love that. But wow, you really had to keep up with, with all those brothers. Yeah. Well, yes. so, so two sisters and one brother. Okay. And um, yeah, I mean, I love, I, I loved the family of four. It was mm-hmm. fun. Mm-hmm. The table was always full. Holidays yeah. were fun yeah. and loud and robust. And now that. it's even more so with yeah. everyone, you know, also growing their families and having kids. Oh, that's so fun. That's so fun. So as life went on, you began your career. I know you started your first life as, as a nurse and you had been married and you had a big shift in your life. 
I'd love to hear a little bit more about life before kids and then talk a little bit about that moment when you realized you were ready to start a family. So let's go back. (laughs) So I'm going to give you the quick version. I, so I, my story starts in Texas. I grew up Mm -hmm. in a a small town, um, really lived outdoors on, on, on on a farm and fished and climbed trees and hung with the cows. Like, outdoor life as a kid. And I loved it. And I have such a deep appreciation for that period of my life. Um, but I went to school at UT Austin and I studied nursing, which is mm-hmm. something that most people are, are always surprised yeah. to hear because it's such, it's so starkly different than what I do now. Yeah. But I, you know, I always knew I wanted to do take care of people. And I always had that, a deep empathy inside me to, to do that. I think that's kind of too been connected to motherhood. In a way, as a little girl wanting to be a mom, I fantasized about being a mom. And so nursing was very, a very clear vision for me. And Mm -hmm. I was very resolute in that. And I went into critical care nursing right after school. I worked in cardiovascular ICU for seven years. And it was the most impactful seven years of my life. I I write about it a lot in my book. Um, Mm -hmm. There's a chapter dedicated to it. But being in critical care and that young, I just learned so much about the human human spirit and human body in that gray area. You know, mm-hmm. up to that point, life had kind of been presented black and white. It was either yeah. this or that, and, and everything had to fit in the box. Everything had to make sense. And mm-hmm. going, moving out of that small town and starting my first job and then mm-hmm. it being in critical care and being so close to life and death mm-hmm. and that gray area between yeah. that was actually what inspired um, me to call my, my blog mm-hmm. creative outlet at the time. Wow. Um, happily gray, but That's I, so beautiful. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. And it taught me true grit and true gratitude. Mm-hmm. And nursing was really the foundation for me of, um, of, of kind of like everything, everything was built off of the values and the lessons that I learned there. And I, you know, yeah, my creative outlet, I, I love to write even as a little girl. And I started writing about fashion. I, I just, I love fashion. And this was while I was working as a nurse, but nurses only work three days a week. So yeah, it was a, it was a doable schedule that I could come and like, um, also write a lot and it'd be consistent on this blog. And over the next three years, it just evolved. And it was at the time where Pinterest and Instagram were just yeah. launching. So that's how long wow. ago it was. <laughs> it was like before Eons ago digital. <laughs> yeah. And it was truly a passion project. There, it, there wasn't a, you know, a motive really behind it, but it evolved and kind of the timing of it and a little bit of luck. It just, yeah. I realized quickly like, oh, this could be something. And so yeah. I dove further into that world and Eventually, uh, a tough decision, but I, I left nursing and okay. started writing and pursuing happily grateful time. And wow. um, my, I also went through divorce okay. in my younger years, yeah. early 20s. Mm-hmm. Learned a lot of lessons through that, okay. and I talk a lot about that in the book because it was yeah. a very valuable time in my life that yeah. was was very very pivotal for me. Yes, yeah, and yeah, so kind of fast forward five, six years. Uh-huh. And 
Um, my brand is, is, a, is a lifestyle brand. We have a, a store. We launched a store mm-hmm. in Nashville called Shop Happily Gray, mm-hmm. which is, is a, been like a very fun and exciting new venture to our brand. And then most recently, I launched a skincare brand for mom and yes. baby that I'm very, very excited <laughs> about. And that's where my, my real passion lies. And, yeah. and, you know, for a while... I was just, I've always known that I wanted to have a product line of of my own. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I tried on the idea of apparel and and the idea of shoes and different things and nothing quite struck me and, and felt as meaningful as, as the, that, that time that I had when I was a nurse. And I really wanted uh, to be able to launch and create products that would marry my time as a nurse and science and caretaking with this new digital world. Yeah. And motherhood was the answer wow. for that. And wow. motherhood, you know, really opened that door and me realizing I couldn't get my hands on the products that I really wanted as a mother. And I started having these same conversations with other women who yeah. want clean, clean, effective, trustworthy, mm-hmm. science-backed mm-hmm formulas and it just opened my mind and we started doing market research and just mm-hmm. couldn't believe the disparity yeah. in that area. Cause as a woman, you can get your hands on the most beautiful, gorgeous, like best formulas in skincare and, and beauty. Yeah. It yeah. just was, it was pretty, it was pretty bleak with, um, mm-hmm. with mother, postpartum and, and pregnancy. So absolutely. Yeah. That started I mean- journey. It's such an incredible brand, by the way, and I want to talk about it more later. It's called Thank Nima, you. and I know your your daughter named it. Is that right? Yes. Yes. She used to call me Nima. Oh, you could so not sweet. pronounce Mama, so I oh. was Nima. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> it, means, it means God's gift in Arabic. Wow. I know. And, you know, I hadn't Googled it until it kind of occurred to me, like, wait, maybe this is the name. Yeah. And I just had like a very chills, aha moment when I, I read God's wow. gift. Wow. I mean, I think that's called a God shot. That's right? without a doubt. <laughs> was, we knew, it was yeah, we wow. knew instantly. That's so beautiful. So you have had such a rich life full of professional experience, experience and love and loss mm. and living in this gray area, if you will. And you had such a full life and obviously you met your incredible partner, Madison. Mm -hmm. Um, And with all of this going on, did you wake up one day and just say, we're ready to have kids? Did you have a timeline? How did you know you were ready to to begin that Mm -hmm. journey on the motherhood track? So I, you know, like I said, it it, kind of had always been like, I knew a path I would eventually pursue. Didn't know what it would look like or who it would be with or, but I knew that I wanted, I wanted to have that in my life. And I, but I also knew that I think, you know, I I wanted to do that with the right person. So it really, it really fell into place once I met Madison and we didn't wait, waste any time. (laughs) (laughs) We uh, had kids pretty quickly, but we were both really resolute in that of, of, of of being very sure and knowing that we were ready for that and wanted to jump into that. Definitely scared. I mean, definitely had reservations and, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and, and worried about what our lives would look like and how it would change. But 
we, we knew that like, gut instincts, we just knew that we were ready for that. And it was more about not the timing, but finding the right person to begin yeah. that new chapter with. That's a really great way to look at it. And I think there's something interesting in that you say you had this acceptance that you were ready for change. And I mm-hmm. think that's so important to have that tolerance before beginning this chapter, because it's going to be different. Your life is not going to be what it was. And totally. it's really great that you had that, that level of consciousness going into this. Mm-hmm. So tell me a little bit about, you know, the fertility journey. Um, obviously maybe is your first, she's three mm-hmm. and you have sweet Indy who yeah. is a little over one. 18 months. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So sweet. Um, so let's talk a little bit about your fertility journey. Did you do anything Mm -hmm. to prepare your body? How did you go about that? You're so dialed in, in your health and wellness regimen. So I have to know. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I did, I I watched both of my sisters go through IVF, um, multiple failed attempts, one of which, um, ended up adopting. Okay. And, you know, I, I just assumed okay, this would be my journey too, for yeah. sure it would. And a lot of my friends too around me were, were also mm-hmm. experiencing the same thing. And so, yeah, I, I, I definitely walked into it with that sort of like this, you know, awareness around this will likely yeah. happen. Yeah. But um, so I think with that mindset, I, I, I downloaded the apps. I started doing like, you know, checking all the things, temperature checks, like yep, start ovulation really, tracking. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That that was like for some reason that wasn't coming to mind. But yes, <laughs> I did all of all of those things, uh-huh. and thankfully, like I mean, gosh, it's such a gift. But it it, it really it happened quickly and naturally and, and easily, and mm-hmm. I was honestly taken back by it. And wow. I remember for the first twelve weeks, I I would I would tell Matt like, yeah, don't get too excited though. Like let's mm-hmm. let's proceed with caution. Like this does not just because I have watched you. <laughs> There is in me and yeah. watching, you know, the experiences of others of that I loved around me go through just like struggling. And so, yeah, it's something that, gosh, I don't take it for granted because it truly mm-hmm. is such a privilege. Yeah. And I think until you really have people close to you go mm-hmm. through it, it's hard to even yeah. grasp it. Yeah. But. Absolutely. And did you do anything that helped ease your anxiety or fears as you were going through those 12 weeks and constantly reminding Madison, don't get too excited yet. Staying active for sure. And that's true in my, in, 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 you know, my day to day normal life. Um, you know, I I think movement, sweating, Mm -hmm. just like physical, you know, that really helps clear your head and Mm -hmm. hot yoga was something that I'm so passionate about. (laughs) Um, it felt like, you know, full body physical cleanse, Yeah, but I, I wasn't doing that at the time, but just, you know, moving my body, staying okay. active. I actually ran till I was probably five months pregnant and I, and I, until it started really, you know, yeah. being uncomfortable, <laughs> but yeah. that was my, that was oh, kind of good. my mental okay. cleanse. And so I know you had two very different pregnancies based on what good. I read in your book. So let's first talk about Navy. Um, how was that pregnancy? And then I'd love to talk a little bit more about your birth experience. So Navy's pregnancy, you know, was totally by the book. It was for a first pregnancy. I experienced all the things when I was, because you know, with your first pregnancy too, you just, Mm -hmm. 
You read every single book, every single line, everything oh, yeah. you can tell. You obsess. <laughs> you follow your apps. You track everything. Yes. Everything was happening just as I was. I was like, wow, this is like, okay. Mm-hmm. And then I had my, my little boy. Yeah. Totally different story. <laughs> totally different story. But oh, wow. it, it's, it makes you appreciate, I mean, just the, the, our bodies and how yeah. subjective this, mm-hmm. this experience is to mm-hmm. not only just other women's experience, mm-hmm. but to each child that you have. Yes, yes. Um, There's so this a, idea that because you carried one way, your next pregnancy will be the same. And I had a very <laughs> similar experience. My first pregnancy was really a breeze. And my second, I was plagued with debilitating sickness almost the entire time. So, you know, and it is debilitating. I yes. can sympathize with you in that because yes. it is so debilitating. I almost felt depressed at times when yeah. I was pregnant with Indy, my uh-huh. second, because it just day after day, you mm-hmm. feel nauseous, you feel sick. And yes. I really am like a person that gets up, gets going. I, I get yes. I'm motivated by just like doing and energy. And mm-hmm. I just never, I, I felt like I'd been stripped of all of that. Yes. You know, you and don't feel like yourself. It, exactly. And then to have a toddler who needs you on top mm-hmm. of it all is another piece of the equation that I hadn't been prepared for when I was feeling really low with baby number two. Totally. Yeah. Truly. It's tough. It's tough. It, it, it is tough for so, sure. So you were running until about five months with Navy. Um, tell me about the back half of your pregnancy and how did you have a birth plan? Did you have a doula to prepare you for, for mm-hmm. birth? I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we started working with a doula at like 36 weeks. Okay. Uh, and I did, I also did birthing classes too. I did a, a breastfeeding class. Mm-hmm. I did all of the things, you know, I was going through my, <laughs> I had my checklist yes. as, a, as a new mom you know, often does. Totally. And I was going through and we, we did it. We hired a doula. I wanted to have a natural birth. I was okay. not going to have an epidural. My okay. thesis in nursing school was about the effects of, um, having an epidural and the, the, basically the first 30 minutes of life and how that affects a baby. So as you can imagine, wow. <laughs> I was very passionate about this plan, but wait, your- can we talk about that for a minute? What did you mm-hmm. learn or what did you prove in this paper. I'm just curious. There, so there, there is very stark differences in like a a child that is born without any epidural Mm -hmm. versus, versus having one and how they respond to latching and feeding in the first 30 minutes of life. They're, they're more awake. They're, they're like more present and they Mm -hmm. will their like reactivity to latching uh-huh. and feeding wow. is is quicker. Wow! And I mean, <laughs> so you know, like I've, you felt I've very love- strongly about a natural yeah. for yourself, and there's and nothing wrong with either way you do it, of course. But this was for how sure. we all have our own vision of birth, and so it seems yeah. like this was very much ingrained from you for decades. By the time you got to this moment. It, it was. And, and well, and too, like I look back now and I kind of laugh at myself because yeah. there's so many things you put in place as a mother and you're like, oh, that plan was a little silly. <laughs> yes. Because the one thing that you, in motherhood, I think that one of the biggest lessons is you don't always have control. Like, yes. you know, in pregnancy, that was, that's probably one of the biggest lessons I've learned as a mother is yeah. you don't have control. And it's really about if, being able to find that center and that peace mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. through, through all of that. Um, but yeah, so 
So Navy, I had this, I had this doula, we had a birth plan. I'd communicated it to my doctor. We were all aligned. This is what was going to happen. And I, so it was 38 weeks and I had abnormal bleeding Mm. and and I'm a, you know, past nurse. So this is not just a little bleeding. Mm -hmm. Um, it was a lot. Okay. So we go to the hospital and then Navy's heart rate is fluctuating. It was, it was like mm. 75 and then it would jump up to like 140 and then it would kind of go down. And she did this. She kind of roller coaster. Her heart rate was roller coastering mm-hmm. for several hours, but it was never, it would always pop back up. So the doctor yeah. was like, you know what? We definitely need to induce and get this baby out of you. We also didn't like, they didn't like the bleeding, but everything kind of looked okay. Yeah. So we, you know, we went on to induce and okay. I think like a lot of stories, my labor never progressed. Mm. I never got past the three. Twenty-two hours later, I was uh, the con- I was in so much pain. Like the crack contractions were terrible, and I just wasn't progressing at I all. My body so often with and, and it happens right? a lot with the first pregnancy, mm-hmm. first birth. Totally okay. And you know, my doula was there, and it just, of course she wasn't in favor of the inducing. Mm-hmm. So it was a little bit of a push and pull. Politics. <laughs> yeah. Politics and hospital. Yeah. And as a new mom, I'm trying to figure out, okay, there, there are some concerns here with the heart rate, mm-hmm. the abnormal bleeding. Like I was a little bit, felt like I was like pulled and like, do, do I, and I have like a trust for like medical advice too, yes, of course. you know, coming from that, that yes. background. So I'm like, Oh, what do I do? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so God. it felt like a little bit of a push and pull, but mm-hmm. Ultimately, Navy's heart rate ended up dropping even further and, and okay. staying low. Oh, and wow. so there was, a, I mean, there was, it felt, it just felt like a blur, but there was a moment where basically three doctors in our room, seven nurses, and it was like, take off your jewelry as fast as you can. We're going to the OR, wow. sign, you know, sign these papers. That was basically those two things. As fast as I could do that, we were rushed into the OR. And I, I remember the doula, seeing her eyes, Liz, uh-huh. her name. Yeah. And I remember handing Madison some lavender oil and, um, it didn't even, she had told him what it was for, mm-hmm. but I remember thinking like, why, why, why? And then when they started the C-section they started actually like cutting, yeah. it was, he like, you know, put, held that up to my nose so I could uh-huh. smell it. Uh-huh. It yeah. just, Smart. you know, it, and for it, those it, listening, that's because they have to cauterize some of the I, arteries or there's mm-hmm. a, there's a bit of all the smell, tissue muscle all the tissue so for mm-hmm. anyone listening that is going to get a c-section that's a really great tip to share yes bring yes. essential oil yes okay. for sure I, I actually had my second was also a c-section mm-hmm. and we I, I packed it i yep. packed it on my own yeah good um, okay. So but, you're in there now what mm-hmm. a shock though and this is all happening very quickly i can imagine exactly yeah and what I didn't mention is I did get an epidural on like the 20th hour. Okay. It never worked. Oof. It never worked. I was numb on one side, but not the other. So once I yeah. got into the OR, they did a spinal block. Okay. And so, um, that felt a little, a little scary. And then, yeah. but, but quick, soon enough, um, mm-hmm. she was out safely. There was okay. a NICU team there. Okay. She had ingested meconium Yes. and cause my water had been broken for a while. And so, uh-huh. They, you know, deep suctioned, checked her out, mm-hmm. and then she was all healthy and clear. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for the next 
48 hours, I was in this like newborn bliss, yeah. this like, absolute yeah. newborn heaven. I didn't really even, I didn't even really process yeah. the, like the loss of like nothing going as planned and realizing like, you know, I went through this surgery, I had this C-section mm-hmm. and something I always do too, is I always can, you know, say, well, my story wasn't as bad as the next, you know, like you don't, you don't give it the value or credit that it deserves because mm-hmm. it doesn't measure up to whoever else had a worse experience. Yes. To yours. And I found myself kind of doing that and I'll never forget it. And I talk about it in the book, the mm-hmm. third day when we were home, mm-hmm. I got in bed and I'm just, I'm not a big crier. I don't mm-hmm. cry a lot. It's not something that I naturally do. And yeah. even though I feel those heavy emotions, mm-hmm. but I, I got in bed and I just started bawling oh. and I could physically feel that kind of grief of, mm-hmm. of, of, of letting that dream and oh. idea what my birth was supposed to look like yeah. letting that go. And yeah. And also shame, also a feeling as if I didn't bring my child into this world like I planned to and like I'd hoped to and what I thought at the time was the best way to enter the world. Wow. But you realize these things are all so relative in terms Mm -hmm. of comparison of your experience. Mm -hmm. You can only relate to your own experience, your own expectations. And that's, that is very fair. All of those feelings that you felt and that sadness and that shame. And, and how did you start to process that? How did you put yourself back together from there? That's yeah. a lot to carry. Especially I, well, I re- when there's a newborn, there's a new body. There's, I mean, there's mm-hmm. so many layers we have to talk about, but let's start there. Well, so I remember waking my husband up and he, of course he was like startled, like what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> and you also have, you know, your hormones are raging too. Yes. And for me, a lot of that, a lot of that shame and grief I was holding, thinking that I failed, I didn't measure up in the right way was so physical for me. Mm-hmm. When I finally just let my, myself experience that emotion and embrace that emotion, I really felt a lot of relief just yeah. from the physical aspect of yeah. grieving. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then him and I had a conversation about it and we talked mm-hmm. about it and, and, I remember journaling about it that next day wow. of, I wrote down what should have happened uh-huh. and I wrote down what happened. Wow. And There's... journaling has always been this place of peace, a place of peace for me mm-hmm. and a lot of clarity mm-hmm. and that exercise. And I've done that exercise with other aspects of personal and professional. And wow. that really helped. It was as if like, okay, I said it this is what was supposed to be. And then I, I accepted it. This is wow. actually what happened. And I have a healthy, safe, beautiful yes. baby, yes. you know? And then I, I, I felt like I could enter this place of gratitude and mm-hmm. taking a deep breath and realizing like, it's okay. This, this is my, this was my journey yes. and this is my story. Yes. And what can I learn here? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, and, and then, and then kind of going that next phase of going into like, what was the lesson here? What was learning? Mm-hmm. And it's really an, an unbelievable lesson because I think in motherhood, you know, you, you have to give up a sense of control yes. and that's like my first moments of being wow. a mother. Wow. That. that is so powerful. And also I want to take a step back and talk about journaling mm-hmm. because 
oftentimes we talk about, you know, we do need to feel our feelings and experience these things. But, you know, I think as millennial women, sometimes we want to just do something, you know, talking about checking things off the list and the Mm -hmm. act of actually doing something to process. And there is a body of research to support the fact that journaling can be incredibly cathartic and restorative. And it's amazing that it helped you so much. And is that something that you practice daily? I just want to understand that a little more. No. So, so I do it about three times a week or that's like, I I try to do it about that many times a week. I, I used to like the perfectionist and the like objective side of me used to say like every day, every day, cause it really is yeah. therapeutic. It's really heal- healing. Yeah. But as life has gotten busier, as business, as our business has gotten busier and, and mm-hmm. I'm a mom too, it's just not realistic. Yeah. So I try to not like put pressures around it. Yeah. And also it's, it's meant to, it's not meant to be there to stress you out, yeah. but I do find it very, like I said, very healing. And so I, I try to do it three times a week. And I actually, in my book talk about and kind of walk you through mm-hmm. you know what that looks like cuz sometimes yeah. journaling can be really awkward yes because it's just you and your words and it's really 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 honest mm-hmm. and there's no hiding like there's no reason to <laughs> to put on a facade or yes and so um, and sometimes it's hard to know where to start with it. And yeah. some days I feel that way too. If I don't, if like, I don't have something on my heart or on my mind. Mm-hmm. And so there's, there's seven different questions, uh, that prompt you on yeah. you know, what's one thing that made you happy today? Mm-hmm. Who, who's some, what, what's one thing that, who can you forgive today? Um, That's just great. like little prompts to kind of start that, That's that beautiful. process. It's such a good practice. I actually just started journaling myself. I'm doing Mm. a four by four by four challenge. My friend, Mm. Laura Rubin founded this company called All Swell and um, she's all about journaling and challenged me to do this. And it has been like you, I'm not doing it every day. I'm doing four days a week, four minutes a day for four weeks. (laughs) Wow. And it's I love that. really powerful. I found that it helps ground me in the day. It gets things off my chest. Mm-hmm. Um, but going back to your experience, what a beautiful way to process an exceptionally mm-hmm. painful and deep experience, but also come out of it with amazing perspective because you're right. You learned the most important piece of motherhood, which is you have no control yeah. in that acceptance. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. Something I really loved in your book is how you talk about those early days where you're home with Navy and you're looking at her and you have this like time is frozen. Like you can count the wrinkles in Mm. her knuckles you say, and it's just, your writing by the way is so beautiful. Um, and you talk about how you feel like you've loved her for a hundred years and yet you feel like a stranger in your own body. Mm. And that Mm -hmm. really, I I get very choked up thinking about it because it is such a visceral and true experience of any woman. Um, mm-hmm. or any parent just taking on this new role and self sense of identity. Tell me a little bit about that feeling of feeling out of body, out of place. Mm-hmm. Someone described it to me really, really well. And I was like, wow, that that's how it mm-hmm. felt. Mm-hmm. I think after we had the baby, mm-hmm. we, I felt so foggy mm-hmm. and so, I mean, blissfully happy, but yeah. then also like, you know, okay, my identity yes. felt funny. My identity, just in my role, it, it felt like I, mm-hmm. I couldn't quite see clearly. And someone described it to me as, okay, you've had the baby. 
you've left the island, you're on a boat and it's, and it's really early and it's really foggy and you're going to the island that's next mm-hmm. to you. But this yes. in-between period is you can just hard, you can hardly see what's in yes. front of you. But you know, deep, deep down in your body and your heart, you know, you're going to get to the other side. Uh But right now things are just, you have that awareness, but things are, you know, out of sorts. They feel messy. They feel foggy. And you're just trying to kind of um, understand it all. And that resonated so much much with me. And I, um, yeah, I just... I think like the new role, the new identity, mm-hmm. the new responsibility, the new pressures. Yeah. You feel, you kind of feel all of that at once and yes. mentally and physically and emotionally, you're trying to, 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 to understand and take all of it in. And then you're just staring at this like perfect little human. So mm-hmm. it's like this perfect storm. It really of, is. It really of all this is. Emotion. Yeah. It, and it's really hard to prepare for, and it's, and it's hard to understand until you're there and in that moment. And it almost casts a new tint on everything in your life. Absolutely. I, I mean, I remember looking at my husband, and I had to reframe, who am I as a partner? Who am mm-hmm. I as a friend? Who am I as a just random person going to the grocery store today? I'll never forget walking into the grocery store alone and be like, I'm a mom now, but like, does yeah. anyone know? Like, like you just, there's this, even looking at my closet and do I Absolutely. wear different things? Who am I? And you realize you just have to really claw, claw the pieces of her back that were important to you, but also acquiesce mm-hmm. and understand like it's going to be different. Mm-hmm. Um, what were some of those areas that really changed the most for you? Um, relationships, friendships, et cetera. Mm-hmm. I think, I do think friendships um, and, and, and yeah, the, the, the relationships around me, I, I, I do feel like when we had, when we had our first even, and, and now it's even more so with having two mm-hmm. time is of, is, is never been more valued than it is now, mm-hmm. especially when they're so little. Cause I, yeah. I swear like, I'll, I'll travel for five days and come back and I'm like, Oh, he's grown. His hair's oh. long. He's saying more like (laughs) they change so fast and you don't want to miss out on any of it, but then you also want to have balance. Mm -hmm. And, and so I got really discerning, um, on who, how I was spending my time and who I was spending it with. Yeah. And not to say that I neglected or slimmed it down totally, but I was just more intentional with, who was, who was getting my time outside of my children and, and, Mm -hmm. and, and our family. Yeah. And honestly, you know, I, I, one of my best friends said, becoming a mom will make you the best business owner. Yes. You will, you will learn how to multitask. Well, you're going to, motherhood's going to teach you how to multitask. And then you're going to apply that to all of your, your professional, (laughs) um, um, businesses. But I also, um, just being more discerning and, and not, and, and valuing my time more and, and, or respecting my time more, I should say, because those, those moments with them are so fleeting. And so. I really think that was the big change is a lot of our friendships, um, you know, the ones that the people that we really connected with that we really, you know, pursued yeah. we did. And some of the others fell off and that's okay though. Yeah. I think like you go through different chapters and phases of life mm-hmm. and well, now a lot of our best friends are, 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 fam- are other mothers and fathers, oh, you know, that's so cool. or 
like having that community of support of people that are doing this along in this journey with you, Mm -hmm. um, is just kind of a natural evolution that happened for us. So So that's probably one of the biggest changes. And then, and then, like I said, professionally, it, it definitely has made me a more discerning business owner. Yeah. I, I think I've struggled in managing a team. Mm-hmm. At times I've struggled with like the right balance of, you know, how, how, to, how to be direct and how yes. to speak with clarity, but also in a nice tone and with empathy, <laughs> the nurturing spirit. And, yeah. and I tend to, that I mean, just, it all makes me uncomfortable because yeah. I, you know, it, 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 it can be tough. And so in navigating all those relationships, but mm-hmm. I think, you know, motherhood put a lot of that in perspective and yeah. it did yeah. make me more discerning with, with the decisions in that time. Definitely. Something else that you go pretty deep on and you have just really been, I believe someone who's really carrying the banner to normalize this and just <laughs> showcase the beauty of scars. You know, you talk about how scars mm-hmm. are not you need to say it. Something about how they're, they're, they're they show how you've healed. Yeah, yeah. So they're, they, you know, they're beauty marks. Yeah, they're beauty marks. Yeah. It's yeah. it's like you start. It's it's like the the, the feelings of, of of being proud. Yeah, and it's um, so beautiful. That's that's how you know you know it took time to get there, but that is mm-hmm. how it felt to me. I would yeah. look at that scar, and that scar would be a reminder of life. Yeah, and and the privilege and gift and in yeah. the yeah. and to ground our listeners so they know what we're talking about is you posted this beautiful photo where you are holding your little one and we see your your scar from your cesarean and mm. it's 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 very clear it's dramatic it's so beautiful though and it mm. says so much with so little and you speak so passionately about how that little scar has inspired so much in your life, including your skincare line and obviously so much of your approach. But you also talk about kind of those earlier days where you felt lost in your own body. And I think that's something mm-hmm. we need to talk about because it is a part of the postpartum experience. Totally. How did you work through that? Mm-hmm. I, I felt that the most with my second it, and you know what? I also, I, I, I likely felt that with my first, but I don't, I'm not sure if I had the awareness of, of mm-hmm. it being such a new journey that I could recognize, oh, this, this is that, you know, mm-hmm. but I definitely felt that with my second of just, mm-hmm. just and um, not feeling like I didn't know if I could do it, do it all and balancing. I didn't know you know, what that my identity looked like and trying mm-hmm. to balance it all and, and mm-hmm. mother all of it at the yes. time. That's really overwhelming. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think what helped me the most that I leaned into the most was mm-hmm. support system, the yes. community of support. And for Matt and I, we don't have family that live close okay. at all. <laughs> so oh, our closest family is like a six hour flight. Oh man. So, yeah, it's a trek. And I think that we quickly had to find, I quickly, I quickly had to find, you know, who, who that core group of women were yeah. and, 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 you know, leaning into them and leaning into that, that support. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that was, that was huge. I mean, just, mm-hmm. and I talk about this in different aspects of my book, but mm-hmm. just 
another woman raising their hand and saying like, Hey, you're not alone. I've been there. I've been there. And it, it doesn't mean you have to dive in deep with, you know, 10 people. It's just one person. If you can, you can be honest of where you are Mm -hmm. with one person, just having that someone in your, in your, your court that, you know, Mm -hmm. knows it all. And, can be there to support you and check in on you. Absolutely. I think there's this idea that, and something that we really try to nurture a parallel is this idea that if we can share our stories, we can all feel a little Mm -hmm. less alone. And I think when you shared that photo of your scar, it Mm -hmm. instantly made so many women feel seen who have been through experiences like you, oftentimes that scar is a signal that maybe my birth went differently than I had planned. Um, Mm -hmm. It it has so many layers and meanings. And of course I'm projecting here, but you know, what you, what you were able to do and create space for, for so many women by raising your Mm -hmm. hand, if you will, was so powerful. Were you nervous to share that photo? Like, why did you feel it was important to post that? So, so I've had that modeled back to me by other women mm-hmm. and that's at, at pretty dark times in my life. And that was, that was my, it was such relief hearing mm-hmm. another woman say, Hey, I've been there. Yeah. It's okay. And, you know, I, I really believe sh- a lot of, a lot of that is rooted in shame mm-hmm. and shame cannot survive in light. And when we let light in, mm-hmm. you know, we, we, we have a sense of our power and control or, mm-hmm strength. Mm -hmm. And I just knew, you know, that if, if we were, if I was sharing, if I was talking about it, that women were going to identify with it. And if it meant that one woman, you know, was able to say, Hey, I've been there. Me too. I felt that way. Thank you. Or, and, and, and I don't feel so alone. Yeah. That, that's that, then then it's it's all worth it because that's what it was. You know, I struggled with an eating disorder as a, as a Mm -hmm. younger girl. Mm-hmm. And it it just was so it was such relief for me hearing another woman step up and be honest Absolutely. and say I've been there. Yeah, well, you're not. You realize it's it's this village, and I think as mm-hmm. women we we need that. You just mentioned your eating disorder, and I am curious mm-hmm. as someone that has experienced that, and I have myself as well. Mm-hmm. How did that rear its head in your postpartum days, looking at this new body in the mirror? It, it, it didn't, but I, but I will say that for me, it, it didn't change. I, 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 I always feel like it's daily work for me. Yes. I have, I have not recovered. I am always on, on this journey of recovery. Yeah. And, um, in a way the, the, the pregnancy and postpartum with the way my body looked and how my body changed mm-hmm. and holding that baby, it mm-hmm. felt like such gift. And I, I I really had this deep sense of gratitude, Mm -hmm. but I will say there's always, I'm always on the journey every single day of the choices, Mm -hmm. the mindset, the accountability. And I always will be. And that was one of the things I've learned quickly in therapy is that this Mm -hmm. is, this is not a black and white disorder. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> it's, it's great. Yeah. No pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. And yeah. it's a journey. Wow. And so, um, and, and, and I was actually, that was one of the things I was nervous about in motherhood is would I struggle, mm-hmm. um, with that? Yeah. How would I feel when I watched my body change? Mm-hmm. And, um, so I think that everyone's journey 
how, if they've been through that is different. But mm-hmm. for me, it's kind of like a, every single day, there's not a day that I don't think about it or I'm not aware about it and mm-hmm. conscious of the, the mm-hmm. decisions I'm making. Yeah, of course. It's a commitment. So mm-hmm. it's, it's definitely a daily commitment for sure. Yeah. It's a lot of work too. And especially when you realize that every single minute of your existence in front of these little people fills them up and makes them who they are going to be. There's just this massive weight of responsibility, you know, and everything. Really? We do. And talk, talk about like <laughs> getting your shit together. Yeah. Really <laughs> like, and, uh, you know, just an extra calling to really yes. be healthy, you know, Completely. mentally and emotionally be healthy. And, and that, that's that there's nothing that, I mean, yeah. motherhood really is a wake up yeah. call there. Yeah. So was it, the birth of Navy or Andy, what inspired Nima? Like, when did you have that moment? You're like, I have to create this. And by the way, I am so devoted to your stretch mark cream. It comes with me everywhere. I oh, love it so I much. <laughs> I love so hearing good. that. And I, you know, I could equally say that about all, all of my vitamin packs. Oh, and now my, I mean, my husband and I both, I mean, he's oh. got his, I've got mine. Oh my gosh. And I, I also have to say the branding, just oh. like, the bro- uh, the, oh, it's so good. I can oh. appreciate a good branding moment. Likewise. It's <laughs> so good. Um, yeah. So Nima, that idea came to me after my first pregnancy mm-hmm. and going through post the postpartum mm-hmm. journey really. And having had that C-section mm-hmm. and not having a scar treatment, that one was clean and effective. Yeah. And so then I started doing a deeper dive and doing market research and realizing how is there not like a third of women in, in America get C-sections? A third, what? a lot, a lot. Wow. It's 33 point something percent. Yeah. No How do we not have a clean, effective science backed solution for these yeah. women? And, and then, you know, quickly after I, I got pregnant with Indy and I started really researching all about mm-hmm. stretch mark cream. And I started having these conversations online with other women too. And, mm-hmm in my community of, of women telling me like, Hey, I can't get my hands on the products that I want. And we also, you know, realize the disparity in the market of Mm -hmm. women have access to these products in, in skincare and beauty, but Mm -hmm. not at the most, I mean, it's motherhood is one of the most transformative moments in a, in a life. It's not able to have the products to support and, 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 you know, be solution driven and beautifully designed and, it just felt like I was just surprised and shocked. And, um, so we started out on this path, mm-hmm. started talking to chemists, started talking to wow. scientists and medical directors. And, um, I mean, just learning it as fast as much as we could, but yeah, it, my husband and I co-founded it together and launched, wow. um, a little over a year ago with wow. three, three products, a stretch mark cream, scar and a nipple and lip balm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, it's um, tremendous. it's such a beautiful brand. It's so thoughtful. And <sighs> the way that you speak to the customer, only, only you, only a mother, only someone who's been through this can really articulate that. And you've done such a beautiful job. Oh, thank you. It's, I, it's a team I effort. To, <laughs> I was just going to say, I have to commend <laughs> you too, for doing this with your partner. That's mm. another layer of complexity complexity being in business with, you know, with your husband. It definitely is. (laughs) We're still trying to navigate that path and like figure out like, 
yeah. how, you know, how, how do we work together, mm-hmm. but then not lose uh, our relationship and romantic life yes. together. Yeah. So we're, and we're working dance. through that. It's a dance. Yeah. And you know what, you'll <laughs> try it on and figure a few different things out. So now I'm curious, how would you describe yourself as a mom versus your other roles? You know, do you take things from that you've learned in motherhood into being, you know, a leader, a creative director? Like, mm-hmm. tell me a little bit about that. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I think that's very true. Um, uh, and I would hope that it feels that way with me. I, and I hope mm-hmm. that my team feels that way. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I feel this, this protectiveness mm-hmm. over my kids. You know, yeah. I think that's one of my number one jobs as a parent is to keep mm-hmm. them safe and protect mm-hmm. them. And I feel that same same, like, you know, loyalty and protectiveness over my team and, um, what we're doing. And so Mm -hmm. in a way, and and that relates to nurturing, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think it's important culture, culture Mm -hmm. is so important, um, in a, in a a professional setting. And Mm -hmm. that's something that I haven't always known to appreciate, but I am learning, you know, a leader that, that puts that, as a high pillar, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, connection relationships, yeah. it's at the end of the day, you know, we're all looking for connection and wanting mm-hmm. to feel like we belong to something. Yeah. So I think a lot of the ways I, I, I mother is very similar to mm-hmm. those professional relationships. Yeah. And I get to, yeah. I get to work alongside some other mothers too. Mm-hmm. So they can identify, um, you know, with, with a lot of that as well. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Okay. There's one question that we need to go back to. I realize we're a little out of order, but it's important because the birth of your first was, it was a lot to process, but you Mm -hmm. had a second, you had beautiful baby boy, Indy. Mm -hmm. And I want to just quickly touch on, well, we're almost done. Um, I want to quickly touch on that experience of baby number two and preparing your mind and body with, with understanding the unknown of what was ahead of you, were you afraid to get pregnant again? Were you afraid of birthing again? I'd love to hear about mm-hmm. that. You know, I, I entered it feeling excited because of the sibling aspect. I yes. you know, grew up with three other siblings and gosh, that I, I played in the pasture with my brother every single day in the summer. And those oh. are some of the fondest memories I have. And so to, to think that I was getting Navy, like Navy was gaining a brother or sister yeah. felt like one of the most tremendous, um, gifts that, you know, could happen to our family. So yeah. that joy of my sibling, love for my siblings mm-hmm. was the leading thought. And, and to think of like all these new experiences, you know, we're yeah. going to, we're going to ha- just see, see our, our family's going to experience things in a new way with having two little energies. Yes. And, and close in age too. So yeah. that, um, I, w- I was definitely fearful of balancing it all because mm-hmm. I didn't know how I was going to be able to work yeah. and have two kids because already yeah. working and having one child felt like a tremendous load. Yes. And so there was some hesitation. There was some fear. There was um, you know, some apprehension around it. But ultimately, mm-hmm. the idea of, of building and growing our family just felt yeah. too exciting yeah. You know, oh, I love that that propelled you through that because, wow, that would be <laughs> it's a lot to process. 
Okay. Well, I want to wrap up with one final question, which is mm. what is the most valuable thing you've learned about yourself through being mm. a mom? I think, I think the, the journey there for me has been about self-care, taking care of myself. Mm. Yeah. You can't give what you don't have. Wow. And, you know, I, I learned that with my first, because they, they're so smart. They really pick up on, mm-hmm. on, on a lot of things. And yeah. when your tank isn't full and you haven't taken care of yourself, mm-hmm. it shows up and, yeah. and they notice. And yeah. I think as a parent, one of my most important jobs is to teach her how to love and to teach mm-hmm. her what love is. And mm-hmm. when I don't have, you know, that reserve in my tank, mm-hmm. you know, it makes yeah. it hard. And so wow. self-care, self-love, it's mm-hmm. just so and I've never, I've never valued it as much as I do now until I've become a mom. I will keep that with me forever. You can't give what you can't, what you don't have. I mean, that is, that is so powerful. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. You are so wise and I just, I can't recommend your book enough. It's so beautifully written and thoughtful and you are the real deal. You're tremendous. I'm so honored again to to be able to have this chat with you. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> this was, this was amazing. I feel, I feel equally the same and also so much respect and uh, admiration for what you've built and what you're doing. And Likewise. I would be here today with your community. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to Parallel Lives. Stay tuned for new episodes and be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. If you like today's show, we'd be forever grateful if you take a moment to rate and review us. You can find us online at parallelhealth.com. That's P-E-R-E-L-E-L health.com or on Instagram at Parallel Health. I'm Alex Taylor and you've been listening to Parallel Lives. Thanks so much for tuning in. Today's episode was made possible by the company that I co-founded alongside my co-founder, Tori, and Dr. Bayati, which is Parallel. We are the first and only OBGYN-founded women's vitamin, offering targeted nutrition for each unique stage of the motherhood journey, from preconception through each individual trimester, because mom and baby need different nutrients to support them, and into postpartum. We created this product because we felt completely failed by the available options on the market. There was an opportunity to create more targeted nutrition for each of these stages. And so we turned to the nation's top doctors to formulate these products. So each product is meticulously formulated by our founding team of world-class doctors, which includes notable OBGYNs, widely published maternal fetal medicine doctors, award-winning endocrinologists in partnership with functional medicine doctors, naturopaths, nutritionists, and even doulas. It was so important for us to create a product that both Eastern and Western medicine doctors could agree on. I personally take the mom multi-pack. I have a little one who's two years old and four years old, but we have incredible products for all the different stages. So for all of you listening, we are going to offer you a very exclusive 20% off your first month with code podcast 20. So head to parallelhealth.com. That's P-E-R-E-L-E-L health.com and use that code.